This episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood is brought to you in part by the generosity of our supporters on Patreon. To unlock an exclusive selection of perks, including early access to our content and your name in the credits of future videos, please visit patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda. Welcome to another episode of the Gentleman's Brotherhood. My name is Juan Sepulveda, and I thank you for spending a little bit of time with us as we move in this journey to explore what it means to be a man in today's world. And today I have the privilege of being joined by a friend, John Hewlin. John, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me today, Juan. I appreciate it. John is a business and personal coach. He is a public speaker and a podcaster, and he's an author. And he has been focusing uh, his career into helping people achieve greater things and to be in, in communication with themselves and their growth. So today we're going to explore some really interesting things that I that I came across of his work. And I'm excited that you're here to join us in, in this conversation, John. Um, before we get deep into the, the the topic of hand, can you give us a little glimpse into how this holiday was for you? Uh, sure. Um, it This was an interesting year for me. Um, just to give people a little bit of background about me, I am a single again dad. I have been divorced for a little over 10 years now. Um, if you're watching this on video, you can see my kids behind me in pictures with me. Coincidentally, it's weird. I'm actually wearing the same sweater I was in those pictures. That was not on purpose, just so you know that. <laughs> but uh, my son, Ethan, is 20. Uh, he actually has his own podcast as well. Um, and my girls, Andrea and Tatum, they live in Texas with their mom and stepdad. Um, I'm in Kansas. I'm in Kansas City, but I'm on the Kansas side. And my son is away at school. He goes to Kansas State University in Manhattan, Kansas. So Christmas this year, I was by myself for the first time ever. And that was weird. I don't mind saying it. It was just, it was strange. I mean, I talked to my girls that day and I saw my son the day after Christmas for a little bit. But, you know, again, he's 20, has his own life and he's doing a variety of things that 20 year olds do. Um. New Year's Eve was was similar in that, I mean, my kids weren't here, so I wasn't doing anything with them, but most of my friends, even 10 years into a divorce, are still married. So, I mean, they have lives of their own and they're doing other things. So I kind of, I spent a good portion of my day working on New Year's Eve into the evening till about eight o'clock or so. And I just came home and I ate dinner and I just chilled and did my thing. So believe it or not, I worked on my podcast. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't doubt it. I mean, it has been very different for, for a lot of people. Like our New Year's, for example, is one that we've shared with another family for, I want to say, close to a decade. And this was the first time that we didn't come together for, for New Year's. Uh, but it was still relaxing. It was still uh, enjoyable. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it still was a, a, a moment for reflection as to the year that had gone by. And mm. that commitment to what we're going to make out of this new year. So oh, yeah. as part of what we want to make this new year, uh, I want to, to discuss with you the F6 formula. Can you mm. give us a, a little insight into what the F6 formula is about? Absolutely happy to do that. Um, 
the F6 formula came to me earlier this year, um, partly because I'm going to emphasize the word formula for just a minute. Um, for any of you who are, especially for those who are in business for themselves, you will hear word the word framework. You've heard it so many times, and honestly, I'm sick of hearing it. I was so tired of it. But I was trying to come up with my own framework, but I didn't want to call it that. And so formula hit me. So I had formula first. And then it was F6. Now I'm in the Midwest. And so there are, we do have tornado season here. And there are different categories of tornadoes. Now F6 is the most destructive. Actually, the term that I use for it is not really destructive. It's devastating because all the Fs up through F5 are devastating or destructive. They just have different levels of that. F6 is different. The reason it's different is when it comes through, it leaves nothing in its path. It picks everything up and removes it. It knocks hills down, pulls trees out, removes grass from the ground. It is as if nothing was ever there. Roads are gone, bridges are gone, everything's gone. And when I started thinking about that and thinking about this, the F6 formula is the six areas of a man's life that he tends to struggle in, especially after he gets married. When I thought about that F6, I thought, you know, that's exactly like a man's life. If those six areas are not headed in the right direction, there is utter devastation. Mm. So what can I do to help men get better in those six areas so that we take this thing and we turn it on its head and we have those six areas and they become something positive, something meaningful, something ways that we can lead out, lead by example. That's excellent. And when you constructed this formula, did you decide to put it in a specific category in priority or is, mm. are these just general categories that an individual should focus on? That is an excellent question. Truthfully, when I mention them, I, I do them in alphabetical order. Just because it's easier to easier for me to remember that way, the F6, just so anyone who listens, and I'll tell you what they are in just a minute, they all start the letter F, so there is alliteration in there. Again, makes it easier to remember, but uh, they're not in. There, there, there's a certain level of priority to that. I would definitely say the first one is probably the biggest priority. And so, I mean, if you're okay with it, I'll go ahead and mention what they are now. Please. By all means. Okay, so the six areas are faith, fashion, fitness, food, friendship, and fun. Those are the six areas. Hmm. I, I wrote it now so that we can reference sure. back to them. Faith uh, being the most important one. Uh, what, what place does faith or what role does faith play in your life? Oh, gosh, in my life. Well, that is probably the most important thing in my life. Uh, I realize that not everybody who listens to this is in the same place that I am or that shares my beliefs, my thoughts on this. And I want you to know up front that is totally okay. You don't have to be exactly like me. My job is not to try and convince you of anything. My job is to tell you where I'm coming from, what I believe to be true, what makes a difference in my life. So having said that, I happen to be a Christian. I am a Christ follower. Um, 
that's where my allegiance lies. That's where my faith is. And it, it isn't a part of my life. It is my life. And it permeates everything I do on my personal side of my life and in my business. Businesses, I should say. Yeah, us, us entrepreneurs can't keep it to one business. No, most of us, no. Then <laughs> <laughs> it requires a lot of faith. Oh, for sure. To keep anyone up. Absolutely. Uh, no, that's that's good to hear. And I, I do admire an individual who has a has something to stand mm. on. And just like you said, a lot of the there are a lot of members of the Gentleman's Brotherhood who don't subscribe to any specific mm -hmm. religion. Some of them describe themselves as spiritual yet a religious. Okay. And you'll have some that have that are very uh, rooted in their faith. So there is a is a great um, variety of men. Great. So I do appreciate the fact that you that you proceed your your discussion of faith with that disclaimer that although you have your own convictions and your own foundation upon which you you stand mm -hmm. you don't necessarily uh your approach is not to try to get people to follow that specific nope. but but it's uh it, it's good when it comes to faith this is such a personal kind of thing and it's a lifelong pursuit for for most people oh yeah in which they're in a constant search for that spiritual transcendent connection uh so in in relation to the F6 formula, mm -hmm. what is the approach in order for someone to solidify that category of their life? Well, when I was doing some research on this, I came up with a lot. And one of the things that you have to understand about me is, and I come by this naturally, I am a researcher through and through. I research everything that I do. I get that from my mom. My mom is exactly the same way. And so I started digging deep and I started looking into different uh, case studies about this sort of thing. And what I discovered is that the men who have faith is a central tenant to their lives. First and foremost, and I'm making this as simple as I can, not because people can't understand because I'm doing it for me. And that is you just live longer. Okay, just that alone, that's very pragmatic. You are just going to live longer. If you have something that is outside of you that is guiding you, you're going to live longer. That's the first thing. And it's a big one. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one is you tend to have less health issues when that is your focus. Again, you're not so focused on you. you tend, you're focused on other things and tangentially other people. That's one of the great things about having a faith that you follow is that you learn that this whole life, it isn't about you. <laughs> it's mm. just not. It's about, it is about what you do with it. But when your focus is on other people and in serving other people, and in also in this case, we're talking about your God, essentially, taking the focus off of ourselves and putting it other places it gives us the ability to take these blinders off that we have on that's only on us. It's like, there is a world around us. Mm -hmm. There are people around us who need us, who are hurting. And if you want to have any influence when it comes to your faith on another person, I will tell you, they don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And that's serving them. 
without asking for anything in return. Mm -hmm. That's true in life. That's true in business. That's, uh, that's, that's very good advice. It's having that outward focus where it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you neglect yourself, but it means no, no, that no. you prioritize the, the effort that you have to help other people. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. Yeah. It's not an either or proposition, mm -hmm. meaning do I serve other people or do I take care of me? I mean, think about that for a minute. If you decide that all you're going to do is take care of other people and you neglect yourself, at some point, things are going to start to break down. If yeah. nothing else, it's just on your health. And like, if my health is a mess, how can I be effectively serving other people? I can't. Yeah. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. So we're doing these two things together. Yeah, and, and having that, it, it's, it's a great dichotomy. It's just to see the two aspects of it. If you have some people who perhaps the thought that comes to mind is when a a great spiritual leader that that I've admired for many many years uh is Wayne Dyer and mm -hmm. he he had an expression where he said you can't get poor enough to help a poor person hmm. you can't get sick enough to be of help to a sick individual so in, in other words part of your focus in becoming wealthier or becoming healthier. And, and I think this is an expression that he uh, attributes to someone else. I just remember him saying it, but mm -hmm. he said, if you neglect your own financial stability, how much help can you be to the financial stability of other people? Not right. only do you not have a uh, firsthand experience as to how to get someone out of financial trouble, mm -hmm. but, you don't even have the option of giving them anything or right. investing in their, in their success. Absolutely. But I, I love that the idea that focusing on the faith uh, first also energizes the, the other aspects. So if we go to the next one, mm -hmm. seems like a very <laughs> distant one from the first. Yeah, yeah it does. It <laughs> but does. It's, it's, it's in alphabetical order. So I, I, I understand that. But just so that for the sake of, of moving through them in, in, in okay. the respective order. So fashion, how, mm -hmm. how does a man's fashion suffer, especially after marriage? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, let me just tell you. And it doesn't take long either. Now, I realize that we are, we are recording in early January 2021. So we are still in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. But if anybody can remember back to a time like a year ago before all this happened, when you actually could meet in large groups, man, I can tell you with about 95% accuracy, looking at a group of people, specifically watching the men, I can tell you which men are married and which ones aren't based solely on what they're wearing. Got it. Got it. Because guys, we give up huh. after a while. We do. It's, it's real, real obvious. And it's sad is what it is. Truthfully, <laughs> it's sad. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. It really doesn't. And so um, what you wear is a reflection of how you feel about you. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, flashier means that you're a better person than someone who's a little more subtle in the things that they wear. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, if you're going, if you decide 
to go out on a date, and this is an entirely different subject, the whole date night. Oh, that's, yeah, I completely house. understand. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a whole podcast on that. So yeah. But if you're on this date and what you choose to wear is like, you know, an old shirt, you know, in a pair of ripped up jeans, you know, not the really expensive ripped up jeans. I'm just talking about ones that are just worn out. The accidentally ripped ones. Exactly. You know, and you're wearing old tennis shoes. What is what does that message convey? I mean, first of all, what does that convey to your spouse? Mm-hmm. Look how important you are, honey. Mm-hmm. I wore my worst stuff. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's it what it says is I gave up. That to me, that's what fashion says about us. It either says, I'm trying, I'm working at it. I don't know fashion, but I'd like to, or I'm I'm done. I gave up. And that was me, man, for years. It was like that. And I finally began to figure it out. You know, I'm not perfect at it. I mean, I kind of know what my style is now. Um, that's why I recommend to guys all the time, you have got to get in touch with a stylist of your own mm-hmm. to help you seriously, because there's plenty of people out there who are really good. Um, my good friend, Rain Parvis, she's based out of LA. I love Rain. She's really good at what she does. And the great thing is she can help guys and it, you don't have to be in LA for her to help you. She can actually do a closet audit for you. You just walk through with your phone into the closet. She can tell you what to get rid of, what to keep. And then she can design outfits for you. She has a relationship, a partnership with Nordstrom, and she can actually pick out outfits for you. You can order directly from Nordstrom and have it delivered to you. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's great, especially well, when, when people, going back to that comfort zone, individuals mm-hmm. tend to fall into these complacent pockets of their oh, style. And mm-hmm. they they go to the to the usual, uh-huh. and and you you could you know most of the listeners will will uh, identify with this. You go through your closet and you have the first ten percent of your closet. That's what you wear. All that's it. All of yeah. that, and you rotate through that, and rarely <laughs> do you go to the back of the closet and pull something out because you're waiting to lose those twenty pounds. You never will. That's true. In <laughs> fact, you know, I actually have kind of a a rule of thumb that I go by. Twice a year, I go through my closet. And if there's something I haven't worn in a year, I donate it. Yep. That's just something. Now, I, use, I do it in the off season. So, like, for me, I'm in winter now, so I go through summer stuff. Okay. And then as it starts to warm up, I will go through winter things. Just, Which, financially, that's a, that's a better move because you'll find better deals for replacement at those times. Uh, yes, generally you will. Nice. So it's it's weird because like uh, so we're in winter now. As spring starts to roll around, don't buy summer stuff. Buy winter stuff because that's when people are trying to you know clearance items and get rid of them and that sort of thing. That's the perfect time to do it. So do it just as the season's ending. It's kind of like if when you buy uh, now is a perfect time to buy like Christmas decorations. Perfect time to buy them because they're so cheap. Like three years ago, I bought my Christmas tree. It was it was like a $500 tree I got for $25. That's, that's, that's the move. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's the move. 
you know, when you mentioned the going through the closet and getting rid of stuff, it reminds me of uh, Marie Kondo. Are you mm. familiar with her work? I am. Yeah, she has her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying. And that book, I, I don't know how I got into it, but mm. it was so uh, influential in how I maintain my closet and my drawers. Like, as a matter of fact, I'm due for another one of those purging sessions. Ah, okay. But, but she's very effective in explaining how to methodically go through everything you own and getting rid of that excess baggage that perhaps is not uh, contributing to your to your style. It's cluttering what you have. It's preventing mm -hmm. you from really enjoying what you what you could. Yeah. Here's here's a good rule of thumb, man. Let me give this to you. This is an easy one. My friend Rain, who I just mentioned, told me about this. Because we are notorious. We love T-shirts. Okay? We just do as men. Now, the kind that T-shirts that you wear out, either by themselves or under something else, no print. T-shirts with no print. Okay? Let me also say, if you choose to go V-neck on a T-shirt, no hair. Come on. That's gross. It just is. So, but what I have done, well, actually what I'm about to do is to take a bunch of old t-shirts of mine that I've collected over the years that I don't wear anymore. I actually have a friend who's going to make them into a quilt for me. So he's going to cut them out and keep the print part on there. So I have the nostalgia of the shirt, but I don't have the clutter of the shirts. Nice. Yeah, we were talking about that. My wife and I, we just went through our attic and we were purging a lot of old stuff and we had some of our children's clothes mm -hmm. and we considered doing that doing some sort of throw or quilt yeah. that incorporated the their onesies and all that good stuff oh, yeah. this program is made possible in part by the gentleman's brotherhood store our store features a fine art collection in our exclusive line of apparel which includes elegant t-shirts, hats, and accessories. Have you seen our official face mask yet? We set out to design a mask that was comfortable and elegant. With its adjustable ear loops and anti-fog nose wire, you will not just look good, you'll feel good. To see our collection and to support our show through your purchase, visit thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. One that's uh, one of the categories here that is related to fashion that could help you get back into some of those neglected pieces uh -huh. that are towards the back of your closet yep. is fitness. Yep, that's one mm -hmm. for sure. Can you, especially now, it's a, it's a good time for us to be talking about this because it's the beginning of the year. Right. Most people get excited about establishing some new habits and and healthier behaviors yes. what can you what what does the f6 formula tell us about fitness well first of all it tells us men again it doesn't take very long uh, for those of you who went to college you've heard of the freshman 15 well most men gain 15 to 20 pounds in the first year that they're married mm. most men do i was guilty of that i did <laughs> um, I gained it and lost it and then later gained it back. And there are a lot of reasons why that happened, but, um, 
but yeah, that happens because, you know, you start to get into a groove, you start to figure out, you know, doing your work thing, then you got your home thing and you're trying to figure all that out. And so when it comes to fitness, um, sometimes that's a dirty word for guys because they feel like, oh, I got to do the gym membership. But since we're in a pandemic, can I do a gym membership? Can I not? And first of all, I'm going to say, no, you don't have to. You can do every single thing you need to do at home, believe it or not, with virtually no equipment whatsoever. Uh, there are some things I would suggest, however, with that, a good set of resistance bands. Those things are amazing and they work anywhere. Resistance yeah. bands are amazing. Um, just to give you an example, some of you may or may not know who I'm about to reference. Um, he was a, a football player, actually he won the Heisman Trophy. Herschel Walker is his name. If you ever saw him play, and if you ever saw him without pads on, the dude was ripped. Never lifted a weight in his life. Look at that. Sit-ups and push-ups, pull-ups, man. That's all that guy did. And then as he became a pro, he started adding things like ballet, yoga, stretching, that sort of thing. Amazing. When he was done with his NFL career, he actually was an MMA fighter for a while. Look at that. And he was good too. Actually, if you see him today, the dude is still ripped. He is still ripped. That's, that's good. Those are habits that, uh, especially when you spend a lifetime dedicated to your, your body, it, it pays dividends for it many does. years after, uh, you know, once you're, you're in your advanced years. Man, it, it helps with so many things. I mean, it helps with, with, clear thinking in your brain, especially if, if you're like having a conundrum going on and you, just, you don't know what you're supposed to do, man, I would say just get physical, seriously. I mean, if that means that you need to order yourself, if, if you like the idea of boxing and you want to do something like that, you know, get a heavy bag, put it in your basement, just beat the crap out of it. I mean, that can help, seriously. Um, again, the stretching and stuff and you know, I actually know several trainers out there who are virtual trainers now who train entrepreneurs all the time to try and help them. And they do it in a variety of ways. They have pre-recorded things that you can watch, or they actually do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well to help you. So if they're not in your area or you're not comfortable going out or having someone come to your home, you can do it over your computer, over your television, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So there are ways to do it. Absolutely. That's good. And I, I think of one of the resistance that I hear often is, well, I'm not, I'm not a sportsman. I'm not a, an athlete. I can't just jump in and start doing this or doing the P90X or whatever its equivalent is today. I can't. Start and you doing, shouldn't, <laughs> you know, most people, they start that. And after a while, it's like, okay, this is just too much for me. And they quit altogether. Right. Cause it's not achievable. It's just, it's not that you're not, it's like, it's like being a kindergartner and expecting to be able to do calculus. Mm. You haven't built the foundation, the layer upon layer to get to the point where you can do that. So you might be able to do it the first day, possibly two, but you will burn out quick because it just, it's not sustainable yet. Mm -hmm. It's not sustainable yet. So it's taking what is the next right step for me? So that works for everything, but we're talking specifically about fitness. And for, for you, for those of you who are listening or watching right now, you might not have done, I mean, it has been years 
since you've done something. First of all, I want you to know, there's no, I'm not shaming you. I'm not, there's no shame. You're admitting that, you know, you need to get better. You want to do it for you first, which you should. You want to do it for your family second, which is great. So now that you've decided that that's something you're going to do, take the next best step. And that may be doing a few push-ups and a few sit-ups. And that's all you can do. But guess what? That's more than you did yesterday. That's the key. You did more. And even if you do the same amount for a week, that's more than you did the week before. So that's why I tell people all the time when it comes to these things, it's not about how many you do. It's about doing it consistently and then starting to add. Then starting to add to it. So the next week, just add one more of each. Again, doesn't seem like a lot. They're baby steps. When you start putting them in front of each other for a while, after a while, you look behind. It's like, wow, look how far I came. It didn't feel like it, but I'm really a lot further along. Look at this. I can, I can do 50 push-ups and 50 setups without stopping. Oh my gosh, I've never been able to do that. That's huge. Yeah, that, that, fe- that feels amazing. So I it hear. It does. <laughs> no, but it's, it's the truth. It's, it's having those incremental and yet sustainable incorporations into your, into your behavior. Absolutely. You know, and a great thing that you can do with some of these, especially if you're getting into it, like it hasn't been a while or you've never really done it. If you have kids, Man, involve them. First of all, yeah. they will love it. They will love doing that with you. And this is this is a key word, but brothers, they will keep you accountable. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, dad, it's time to work out. Oh, I don't want to work out. Dad, you don't said you need to do it. You need to do it. Let's go. Remember, you told me it's not about how much you do. It's about doing it. So let's do it. And they will. I promise you they will. Yeah. Some 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 of the kids are, aren't as gentle as that example. <laughs> but come on, slacker. That's right. That's right. Well, no, but- that gets into a whole different kind of story about parenting, yeah. what you allow your kids to say to you. But yes. No, but it's the the important thing is having those incremental changes that you can sustain over a long period of time. Yes. And something else that you can also make small adjustments that will pay dividends Mm. in the, in the end is the F six category of food. Oh gosh, that's huge. In fact, um, gentlemen, for those of you who are listening, I really wouldn't tackle the area of fashion until we start to get a handle on food first, then fitness. Truthfully. Um, Because Honestly, all of that starts with what, with what goes in your mouth or doesn't go in your mouth. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely huge. Um, I have a regular contributor to my podcast. Her name's Mia Arancio. And she is a nurse, but she is also a health coach and mindset coach. Uh, one of the big things she talks about is about detox. It's a huge topic that she talks about and how important that is to do. And then once you get through a detox, then you can start taking in the things that you need to be taking in food-wise, and it can start doing even more benefit to your body. It's, a, it's amazing. So yeah, um, I'm not saying that everybody is, eat, will eat like I do. 
Um, it might, it was a process for me. I didn't start overnight eating healthy. It did not happen. It, it took a long time for me to get there, but now I do eat in a much more healthy way. First of all, I don't really eat fast food of any kind. And if, if I were to go to one, which again is rare, I eat like a salad from there. Truthfully, that's what I do. I'll eat a salad from there if at all, or I'll just wait till I get home. But uh, like when you start to change the things that you eat, your body starts to adjust to those things. Uh, just to give you an example, uh, one of my kids, uh, this one right here, Tatum, she is, uh, she doesn't have celiac disease, but she is gluten intolerant. So it bothers her, but not excessively. So I cut out gluten from my diet and subsequently our diet years ago. Well, after I had done that, it had been a few months. I went to a friend's house who was having a cookout. And, you know, you're talking to people and stuff and they're handing you food. So it's like, thank you. I'm still talking to hand me the plate. I took a bite of a burger. Well, there was a bun on the burger. I kid you not. I took a bite and I swallowed. And inside of five seconds, I knew something was wrong. Oh boy. My stomach was churning and hurting. Oh my. And I looked down like, oh crap. I ate part of the bun. So I took the bun off. I drank like a gallon of water to try and help mitigate what was going on with my body. Fortunately, I, I was able to figure that out and I was okay. But that's how quickly it can happen for you when you start to make those changes. There's other things. Uh, for instance, sweets. Mm -hmm. I do not have a sweet tooth anymore. I, I, can't, I can't eat candy bars. I can't eat ice cream. I can't eat any of that stuff. Not, not a one. It's, it is way too sweet for me. It would, I, it would probably make me throw up if I did. And how did you start that? Because if, if you had that sweet tooth at one point, how were you able to wane off of it? That also is an excellent question. It's different for everybody. I'll tell you what worked for me. I had some friends years ago who were into this thing called Juice Plus. I don't know if you're familiar with what that is, but essentially Juice Plus is 18 fruits and vegetables in capsule form. You take two of them, two of the veggie one, two of the fruit one a day. And they told me it would take six or seven months before I'd really start to see a change. And that was the truth, man. I was taking these things. I was still drinking soda and stuff. That, that my same one, my youngest, it was around her birthday, the year that the original Despicable Me movie came out. We went to the movie theater and I'm like, okay, babe, this is for your birthday. What do you want? She goes, well, I want to get a cherry limeade. It's like, oh, so you want a cherry limeade, you know, like with the kid thing that you can get, you know, the little popcorn, the little candy and that sort of thing. She goes, no, I want the daddy size. So she wanted, you know, the gigantic one. Oh, and of course she says to share with you. I'm like, okay. So I get the big one. So I make a cherry limeade. I take it over. I pay for it. We sit down. I take a sip of it. And I mean a sip. At first, I thought there was no carbonation in it because it was so sweet to me. Well, I saw the bubbles. I'm like, okay, that's not it. It reminded me, when I was a kid, my parents used uh, fructose. I don't know if you're familiar with what fructose is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a, for those of you who don't know, it is a clear liquid that is, I mean, it is sugar essentially. Mm -hmm. And they would pour that in their coffees. And I remember how really super, super sweet that was. 
when I drank that, that's what it made me think of. Wow. And so I immediately stopped. It's like, okay, I'm done. And I said, here, that's yours. I'm not going to drink it anymore. And of course, you know, she was very young at the time. And so we spent two thirds of the movie going into the bathroom and coming back out because she has a bladder <laughs> this big or did at that time. So that's how it started for me. And my kids, at least for a while, they liked testing me on that, on the sweet things, because apparently I make this very unique face. If I eat something sweet, I make this, I can't fake it. I have to actually have it in my mouth for that to happen. But occasionally it's like, here, try this, dad. See if you still don't like sweets. Um, okay, I try, I, it's like, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> I, just, I can't do it without the sweets. But anyhow, that's how it started. Yeah, so you, you start getting your body away from it enough that when you're then reintroduced to it, you realize how on, uh, how do you call that? Like how, how undesirable it really, it really is. Right. I mean, essentially my body tells me right away. No, that's good. No, no, no. You don't want this either that, or I'm going to do something you don't like as a result of you trying. <laughs> so <laughs> think about it twice before you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, you know, moving on to the, to the next one, the next category of F6, we have friendships. How would you say that uh, friendships are affected, especially in a man's life after he's married? What tends to happen for most men after they get married is they tend to isolate. They isolate in a couple of areas. They tend to isolate because of work and they tend to isolate at home. They tend to, when they're done at work, they want to be home and that's it. They don't want to be around other people. And so subsequently friendships fall by the wayside. And so the only people you're really hanging around generally are your family, or if your kids start to get a little bit older and they're into certain activities, you are technically around other people, but you tend not to want to be there hanging around the other people. So you tend to be more, stand they tend, we tend to be more standoffish and send out a message is like, just stay away. I just, yeah. no. <laughs> and that example, just to be, clear that you're talking about if when your kids are involved in like organized sports or or different things is that what you're talking about uh yeah i mean but it could be anything that they're involved okay. in it doesn't have to be sports it could be you know if they're into piano or if they're into taekwondo okay. or whatever it is any place where you have to take a child and you got to sit and wait Okay, yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I meant. Because for a moment there, it sounded almost like you know, here I'm doing something with my kid that I just don't want to do with him. But no, you're talking oh, no, about no, no, no. like taking them to go do some sort of activity, yes, yes, and yes. by consequence, you're having to interact with other adults that are not necessarily your friends. That's true. That's true. Exactly. And what and what ends up happening for for us as men, it strips away something that's essential to our health really it yes our physical health but our mental health our emotional health and to a certain extent our spiritual health about having those connections with other people because i believe we are designed to be in relationship with other people mm -hmm. and when we're not that is bad and i don't mind saying this we are in the midst of a mental health crisis right now yep. because of this stupid lockdown mentality 
And I realize I'm about to make some people upset when I say that. And that's okay. I don't mind. I've never been afraid of making people upset. But having connections with people and staying connected with them is vitally important to our state of well-being. We just, we have to do that. Mm -hmm. And so men, after they get married, already tend to not do that. Pandemics did not make that better. (laughs) Just didn't. I mean, just exacerbated that tremendously. I mean, it's extremely unfortunate, but I have seen so many marriages fall apart during this pandemic because of this. Because men don't have a real good handle on how to have those healthy, vibrant relationships at home first and then with other people. So whatever issues there were before the pandemic, now that everybody's crammed together all the time, it's just exploding. Yeah, and men need those interactions outside of the family. Agreed. That is, Agreed. That is very important. Not in replacement of the others. Of course. That's important because a lot of guys do that. Yeah, that's that's true. And it doesn't have, you know, there's a lot in there that I that I wanted to touch on. Uh, For example, with the when you mentioned the 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 lockdown mentality, Mm. one thing that I have seen that has been detrimental is that a lot of people haven't necessarily capitalized on the benefits that they have with technology. For example, True. we have we have these phones, and we have. Uh, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I made sure to buy some sp- uh, special cables so that I could connect my laptop to my big screen TV, because I wanted mm. to have as close as possible a uh, a connection with the people that were distant. Mm. See, I, I have family in Puerto Rico, and okay. I have family, basically friends and family all over the world, and. For example, going on a Skype video call or a Zoom call like you and I are doing, mm-hmm. we could still have a very healthy discussion. We could spend enough time decompressing and sharing our our, our difficulties and inspiring each other. But what I've seen, a lot of people having that as an alternative instead went deep into the, the recesses of uh, social media. Or, mm. or video games, or just TV and movie. So the, having the opportunity to still connect with other people in a meaningful way, something that people from the, the 1918 pandemic didn't mm. have access to. Right. These were people that they would have to write a letter perhaps and yeah. wait for a response for however long it took. True. But... But I want to remind people, even at this tail end, hopefully, of, of this pandemic, is not too late. Right. Try to try to gauge, okay, how much time I'm spending on, on TikTok or Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. different platform there is where I'm being entertained, but I'm not building a connection with anybody. Right. See, could you take some of that time and allocate it into something more fruitful like the building of a relationship or the, yes, the mending yes. of a relationship. So ho- hopefully some of the gentlemen that listen to this uh, take that in, in, into consideration. And let me, and let me offer this yeah. um, if you don't mind Juan, please for gentlemen. And I'm sure there are ladies who listen to the mm-hmm. podcast or watch the podcast. 
if you know this is something you need to do, but you're not sure how to start, please reach out. I mean, talk to Juan. I am available. Please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help with that. I do that all the time. That is part and parcel to who I am and what I'm about. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve Juan and his tribe, which you all are. So whatever I can do to help, please just let me know. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, and, and many times people have that reluctance to ask for help and reluctance yes. to to seek yes. for advice. And, and you know, I, I echo what you say. Like, I really don't mind if you have any questions. How how can we get this done? How can we establish this? Uh, my friends over at uh, Heroes Mastermind, one mm. thing they've done, which I admire and I've considered uh, to to join them one night, is that they're having a a game night. Oh, yeah. A, a guy's game night. And they'll Very all nice. connect through video. And mm -hmm. they'll just do like a board game or like some trivia or something like that. Okay. And you imagine... When you do that in person, it's very enjoyable. You yeah, it is. get to laugh with your friends. You get to know them a little bit better. You get to have this much fun, which I think it's a it's a good segue for the the last uh, the last category in the FC six foundation. I mean hmm. uh, formula, which is fun. Yeah. Now tell me, how does that look in 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 the formula as you conceived it? Well, you know, the reason I put that in there is because what it, it, tie, it ties in more with the guy's relationship with his spouse. What ends up happening many times. Now, I, I don't know if it was like, if it's like this for you, Juan, but I can say when I was married, if we had date night. So gentlemen, let me just tell you now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump ahead to a part and then I'm gonna come back. Date night. Men, you own this now. No more excuses. You own it. Now, as a couple, you need to know what works for you. You need to know what works for your schedule. Uh, if you have kids, what works with your kids, what works for your finances, all that sort of thing. So I'm not going to give you a hard and fast rule of how often to do it. But whatever you decide, it is in stone. It doesn't move. You move everything else around that. That's how important it is for your relationship. I mean, this is huge. If I had done this, I, I won't say I wouldn't be divorced, but I might not be. I mean, that's how important it is. Mm. And when I tell you, gentlemen, that you own it, this is what I mean. You're going to figure out what to do. You're going to figure out where to go. You're going to make sure the children, if you have them, are properly taken care of. That's key. That doesn't mean you leave the kids alone at home and you spread newspaper and you have a water bowl, a food bowl, and an empty bowl. <laughs> that is not properly taken care of. The children are properly taken care of. And when you are out doing whatever it is that you do, you don't talk about finances. You don't talk about the kids. You don't talk about your day. The things you talk about are What's going on with your spouse? What's important to your spouse? What are his or her hopes and dreams? You talk about the same thing for you, your hopes and dreams. What are those collectively as a couple? What do you want to see happen in the next year, in the next five years, next 10 years? What trajectory are you guys on? That's what's important. You talk about those things. Now, I already know, because I was one of them, I'm going to have pushback 
from some of the men out there. It's like, well, you know, when we were dating, you know, she didn't know how much I spent on the dates and they were really expensive. And now we're married and we have kids and stuff. Okay. First of all, your spouse is not stupid. Your spouse. But for those of you where, and I do know that money is an issue sometimes. I honestly do know that. So two examples for you, free and a dollar. Okay. Free date and a dollar date. Here you go, man. Your free date. Go for a walk. I'm not talking about a workout kind of walk. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a leisurely walk in your neighborhood, maybe to a park that's close by, or it could be just around the block several times, whatever it is to leisurely walk. Again, you're talking about those same things that I just mentioned. That cost you nothing. The dollar one. Get in the car, go to McDonald's, buy a dollar soft serve cone and share it. And if you can't go into, mix, into McDonald's where you are, you go through the drive-thru, you take it in the car. It's a little risky to eat it in the car. I understand that. You know, you could do that. You know, if it's too cold where you are, you'll figure it out. But a dollar cone. Yeah. You can do that. No, that's 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 a good uh that's a good thing. And, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned the the component of being mindful of the discussions that you're having. Of yes. course, you want this Huge. to be like a date. Yes. And, and if you've forgotten how that looks, just even that might be the first conversation. Hey, mm-hmm. tonight we're going to talk about our early dates. Let's see how many of them we can remember and which ones yeah. are our favorite. And, you know, perhaps you can recreate some of those. Absolutely. I've got another one for you guys. Now, this one, it, it does take a little bit of money to do this one. Not a lot. To do a picnic. Okay. Now, for those of you who don't have your own picnic basket, believe it or not, I found this particular one on Amazon. It's actually, it's a backpack with all the stuff you need for a picnic. So the blanket, it's, it's a blanket on one side and it's like plastic on the bottom. So plastic goes to the ground and you have the soft part to sit on. It, it's rolled up on the bottom side of the backpack inside, you know, it's got all the forks and knives and spoons and cups. And it's um, there's also a spot in there where it can be, you can keep hot food, hot or cold food, cold inside of it as well. I mean, you literally you can just carry it like this. It's pretty, it's like 30 bucks, but even if you already have something or you don't want to do something that elaborate, you know, Get a friend to help you if in your local area. If there's a park close by, have a friend, get everything dropped off there. When you're planning the menu, men, it is critically important that you include food and drink that your spouse likes, not just that you like. That's important. If you don't know what that is, we need to have a different discussion. Yeah. A completely yeah. different discussion. But do that. I mean, picnics, oh my gosh, they are so much fun. They can be so yeah. romantic. Oh my gosh. So that's, yeah. that's true. That's, that's so good. Uh, my wife, she gave me uh, a gift. I want to say it was either for my birthday or our anniversary, one of the two, mm-hmm. this, this past year. And it was a book mm. about, about dates. Yeah. And the book itself is... It's like these, you know, like these kinds of journals that you fill out stuff. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's scratch off. So you, oh, don't know, okay. you don't know what's written in it. It just had these little codes that tell you, okay, this one is inexpensive or this one requires a little bit more investment. One okay. has a symbol that says this one requires you to get 
take you know for the kids to be babysat or okay it has so it has all these symbols and then you just have to pick one of the pages whichever nice. one you want and once you decide the commitment in the book is like once you pick a page whatever is under that scratch off mm-hmm. that's your prize that's what you're gonna do that's your date nice. right okay so i thought it was I like it was that very interesting so whenever you know we we have we try to schedule it for friday nights but because of the okay. the pandemic we're not going out so mm-hmm. we can only pick the ones that you don't have to go out oh. and you can just scratch it off and it will say something like that you know have a picnic in your backyard throw a yeah. towel whatever play this music or do the other so mm-hmm. i think there'll be uh especially for the, the 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 couples out there that may not have a lot of ideas initially mm-hmm. something like this will be a good tool to give you a few choices to to pick absolutely from. yeah i have a book that i recommend all the time it's called 52 dates there's a lot of great ideas in it and it's it's a it's a relatively small book it's it's very inexpensive it's easy to find them used everywhere so that sounds good oh yeah excellent well john i want to be respectful of your time i think that this is a good uh a good taste of what the f6 formula is is all about if and, and for the for the listeners if this is something that you found interesting that you would like to learn a little bit more of i encourage you to follow john you can find him in pretty much all social media outlets i am connected with him through instagram so i can attest to the quality of the the content that he shares there just go to john hewlin so at john hewlin that's h-u-l-e-n and you can connect with him uh if, if people have any questions they can dm you through there as well absolutely yeah anybody who dms me i i respond to i respond to all dms so very good john i think that this this formula is very valuable i appreciate you coming with it and and sharing with the gentleman's brotherhood oh it was my pleasure to do that one absolutely my pleasure thank you very much and um so out there if for the listeners this is the way for you to connect with him find him in your favorite social media network and if you like this this conversation please do us a favor and share it with someone who may benefit from it do you know another man who is married who for whom you want a best experience in their marriage mm. this is a great episode for you to share with them so john once again thank you so very much for joining me thank you Juan. all right so as always thank you so much for listening and until next time i wish you courage courtesy and in this case the f6 formula take care <laughs>